In a world with only hot takes, two college friends try to cool down sports media. Join Jack and Jared every week as they tackle the biggest stories in the NFL and give the reasonable football analysis you won't hear anywhere else. Welcome to 710 Sports. Welcome back to episode 39 of 710 Sports with Jack and Jared. Thanks for joining us. Uh, in between week one and two of the NFL season, you caught us Sunday night reacting to the games. We still haven't gotten to tell you our takes on the Cowboys and Giants game as well as the Jets and Bills games. Don't worry. We'll get those to you early on in this episode, and then we'll start looking forward to the games, the biggest games in week two as well as show you all our picks as well as go over how poorly or well we did last week. <laughs> but first, Jack, how you doing? I'm doing well, you know. You know, at least it's a good thing nothing interesting happened in the Sunday night and Monday night games. So, so you know, we didn't miss much uh, in, in in that podcast session. Yeah, clearly. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it. it <laughs> we understand that the uh, the the Monday night game and the Jets might be the biggest story. Our current schedule doesn't really facilitate that. Our old schedule would have when we recorded on Monday yeah. nights. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so basically. Uh, if if you've been living under a rock, uh, we'll just jump right into it. The the Jets ended up winning uh, in overtime on a punt return against the Bills um, on Monday night. They won twenty two to sixteen. This was after four Josh Allen turnovers. Yes, that's three picks and a fumble. Um, and also Zach Wilson playing almost the entire game for the Jets because Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles on the fourth snap of the game. Um, so. Jack, just let's just like go over, you know, any general takeaways you had from that game in general. Then we're going to get oh. into what the Jets should do at the quarterback position. Well, 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 first, first is my anecdote of I actually did not turn on the game right away. I actually am going to live my life potentially never seeing Aaron Rodgers take a snap at quarterback for the Jets because I turned on the television. I, I had to finagle my TV antenna. And I had to get that working. By the time yeah. I set that up and finish finish watching a TV show, you know, all that stuff to turn on the game, I, Zach Wilson was on the screen. It was a very and it was it was literally like like he was just they like they just got him to the tent. They he was running on the field. Yeah, I, I did not see him on the field yet. All I saw was a close up of Zach Wilson on the field, and I was like, "What is going on?" And that's obviously, and I say I say that first because that's obviously the biggest takeaway of this game is Aaron Rodgers mm. having an Achilles tear injury will be out for the season. Um, I mean, we'll see, of course, where it goes after the season. That's a, that's a future video. Um, but for this season, he's out. He's out. They're, they're, this is a Zach Wilson-led team or something else. But uh, So that's a big takeaway. Um, I would say to try to move past that, thinking about other, other aspects, um, the Jets played pretty well in most other aspects of the game. Defensively, of course, um, they played well to, to win it. Um, Zach Wilson played well enough to win uh, i'll say that I, I, I forget his exact stat line he had a he had a pick uh, a real wacky pick but it was only one it wasn't like a, a, a classic zach wilson three pick game or something <laughs> which 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 really really what else do you want um and there was some like so in that sense i mean it's really like like they won right it's hard to be it's hard to be obviously you have to be if you're especially for a jets fan sad about losing Aaron but you can't like the fact they won in terms of the team the fact they won even with that is a uh, I think is a testament to how good the team is um potentially they were coaching you know whatever 
Um, the fact they forced a three and out in overtime, that, that punt return for touchdown, the, the forcing that was all, well, that's also because they held the Bills to a three and out because Bills got the ball first in overtime. They could have closed that game out, but they didn't. Um, and for me, that gets to my real takeaway of this game, which mm. is some, some doubts for the Bills, which of course we both, I think, expressed before the season, uh, before the season started. But this game really showing that, well, okay, they, they just lost to the Zach Wilson Jets. Aaron Rodgers gets down first drive. And you're gonna lose. Josh Allen's gonna turn the ball over four times. He fumbled, like he was three ints and a fumble. He fumbled another time, but recovered it. Or the Bills recovered. It. I forget if he did. Um, that's was, could have easily been five turnovers in that game. On top of the three and out and overtime, plenty of other three, like plenty of other uh, offensive struggles there. Plenty of right. other times Josh Allen playing too aggressive. There's a lot of stuff for me to nitpick there and to go through if I was had the tape. But there's a lot of stuff the Bills were doing wrong. On, um, I would say, I mean, potentially both sides of the ball, but 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 mainly, you know, mainly on offense. Um, we'll have to see how their defense holds up. I know, yeah, like I'll be interested to see how their defense holds up, uh, losing certain players and players aging, uh, in whoever they play next week. I know, forget, but but yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to hand it to you because I'm really curious what what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, you know, to, to kind of piggyback on what you're saying about Josh Allen. It's trendy now for. <laughs> Uh, quarterbacks who get long-term massive extensions to play poorly. Um, that's kind of what the NFL has turned into, right? You've got, but you know, really it's just Mahomes who really hasn't stunk it up post-contract He's up to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this goes back to even Dak who, after he got his deal um, and his massive, you know, season uh, where he had 4,000 yards passing, got his deal um, post-injury. He hasn't quite been that quarterback ever since. You look just this weekend, uh, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones. Um, I can keep going. Russell Wilson last year. Um, Deshaun Watson. It, Deshaun so Watson far. has been awful. Yeah. Um, Kyler just, Murray. Had, Kyler Murray had, had, like, was not great. And so it just seems like a trend. You pay your quarterback. And I'm not sure if it's just, you know, there's not enough salary cap, so there's not enough, uh, you know, talent around them. If it's there's some lackadaisicalness because – they got their money. Right. Um, and you know, I like to think that that's not the case, but I'd be a little bit relaxed if I was sitting on, you know, 200 million guaranteed as well. I have to be completely honest with you. Um, and so, so just, you know, just generally around the NFL, we saw that a lot, but Josh Allen plays reckless, right. And it's just out of control, not only throwing the ball, but running it. Um, you know, the way that he runs the ball, um, can never slide, can never just chill out. You know, it, he just plays an aggressive form of the game, and it's sh- shocking how healthy he has been considering that's the way that he throws his body around on the field. On one aspect, you got to love it, and maybe that's why it's part of being a Buffalo fan and a Buffalo player, but, um, you know, it's concerning when you're turning the ball over that much and then you're getting hit a ton, um, and, and so all of a sudden, you know, it's not everything is working perfectly like we've seen in some games for Josh Allen. Now, in terms of the Jets, yeah, their defense is great. This is fantastic. But we're right back where we were last year. Maybe the defense is, you know, better than last year. We've seen, you know, some of these younger players uh, get put together. But we've got a team that has, you know, a great defense, great offensive skill pieces, has a run game. And yet here we are without a quarterback still. And we're back to Zach Wilson, even after they tried to get off of him. Clearly, they didn't uh, They didn't move him, so they're stuck with him now. Um 
you know, do you have any thoughts on maybe who the Jets can go get to fill this position if they're not going to ride with Zach Wilson? Yeah, I mean, people, right, who's available, right? Biggest name available, maybe Carson Wentz. I'm trying to think who's truly, and, and I mean truly, obviously there's the Tom Brady unretires. I'm right, right. I'm, I'm leaving silly stuff aside. Yeah, right. Um I forget. I think Jameis Winston is still rostered by the Saints, I believe, because they gave him a two-year deal that you're I, I, I think he's still rostered by the Saints, but there's different teams like that where you could try to trade, trade like, like try to get a quarterback for like a fifth-round pick, try to get some aging veteran. And Andy Dalton, I don't think Andy Dalton signed. Uh, but big free agent names that come to mind, yeah. Carson Wentz and the dude who replaced Carson, he, he, you know, the dude who finished Carson Wentz's job, Nick Foles, is another option. Uh, I don't think he's on a team. Uh, but, okay, well, right, right. Like, that's the thing. Who else? Can you think of anyone else? Well, it's oh, interesting. They, they wouldn't have to trade for it. They could trade it's, for it's, it. It's what, what are they trying to get out of this? Like, if they legitimately believe <laughs> that they are a Super Bowl team and they just need a quarterback to be slightly better than Zach Wilson, I'm not sure if any of those guys are that are slightly better than Zach Wilson. I mean, we saw like a guy like Matt Ryan play against the like with a poor offensive line, right? We we've seen a lot of Carson Wentz, and maybe his ceiling is high, but um, you know we know what's going to happen. He's going to turn the ball over, and you know uh, maybe that's a good matchup. Maybe I mean the guy in Buffalo is starting to look more and more like Carson Wentz. I won't labor that point, but you know. Here's here's what I would do if I was them. And this might be a little mm. bit out there, but I would, and this is why San Fran should have never traded Trey Lance to Dallas. They should have been waiting for literally week one because what oh. the Jets should do is they should go get Trey Lance right now and they should start him. He, everyone says, Dude he needs snaps. playing time. He, he just snaps. needs playing times. Well, okay, you can go ahead and get Carson Wentz, but why wouldn't you go and play the lottery a little bit with Trey Lance, right? Roll the that dice. That so good. You know? That would have been good. Yeah. And All, now... Also, because... Yeah, sorry. Dallas is going to be able to flip that for more than the fourth <laughs> rounder or whatever that they sent. They could get a third or second rounder probably from the Jets. Um, even if that's a more of a Hail Mary, he might not be great, but what if he is, and we just haven't really seen it yet, I, I find that hard to believe, but that feels like something that you have a guy who, I mean, the Cowboys are, I mean, they're not, you know, a championship team, but they're a well-run organization. And maybe this was just a publicity stunt by Jerry Jones, but if it was some sort of move to get off a of Dak long-term, the Jets could, could also, you know, look for something like that, right? So I think that that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I think it's a super interesting point, especially thinking about it, yeah. I mean, of course, it it would be in Jerry's nature to do all like like big big publicity stuff. But yeah, they traded a fourth for fourths are half decent. It's not it's not like a seventh half decent right. pick. I mean, it's not it's not it's not great, but you know, it's not it's not terrible. Uh, and that would have been interesting because yeah, Trey Lance needs snaps. Also, Trey Lance got hurt because they were doing some like that on the year he got the the last year. Part of his injury was also they were doing some some wacky you know design quarterback runs and stuff like that. You could also just let him, you know, you, you know, like I, I don't think I, I think the the play he got hurt on. I'd say some of the plays that were the San Fran system, separate issue. San Fran quarterback injuries. Uh, <laughs> outside of that, I think teleporting Traylance outside of that into into a place where he's not going to be expected to be a, a like a full time rusher or whatever they were going to do in, do in San Fran 
would be an interesting that would be a very interesting place to see him land and the jets are the sort of perfect place well okay you know all bets are off in the season may as well may as well roll the dice yeah i think yeah. And, and and it depends on where they feel if they if they think that they can really be a playoff or a championship team with zach wilson then i just think be you know i don't think you're going to upgrade that much better with zach wilson but if you want to if you want to bet, right, if you want to get into the market, go out and get Trey Lance. Um, and so I, I, that's personally what what I would do. But, um, you know, I, I want to, you know, quickly in our in the last couple of seconds here, I want to just say, how about them Cowboys? You know, uh, it, it's, uh, I, you know, I'm not like uh, thinking this is like our season or anything like that. Let's not be crazy. All right. It hasn't been our season since five years Stop. before I was born. But I will say... <laughs> I will say that uh, it was a, it was a fun start, and I feel you know I feel bad for all the Giants fans out there. You know I have plenty in my life. I'm from the uh, from the New York area, and uh, you know they were devastated. I had I had a buddy who um, I texted him in the second quarter. He said, "I don't know what you're talking about. I'm playing Xbox." Right? Um, he just uh, he had he he had completely checked out, and that's the first week this season for these Giants fans. So I just got to say I feel bad for those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny note a lot to that. I. I turned off that game in the second quarter too, and I'm I'm not a Giants <laughs> fan. It's just, whew. and look and looking at looking at the, how it ended, I think it says a lot about the Giants and and about how they're going to do this season. I think it does say a lot about that, and and it's true. It is a testament to the, how good the Cowboys are, but personally, I the Cowboys have to prove it to me against a team that isn't the Giants. The Giant, the fact if they scored even once, let's say they scored once in the first quarter, I'd feel completely differently. The fact that they were just terrible the entire time makes me feel uh put less credence to it again uh, i think cowboys yeah 100 percent. and you know dak didn't look super great and like you said the cowboys have to prove it at this point in the divisional round of the playoffs there's nowhere else they can prove it they could literally go 17 and 0 and be, people are still going to say they'll just lose in the playoffs and they probably would I'd, that's the thing i'll take right? the 49ers over them in the yeah. nfc championship uh, yeah. if that happens a hundred percent. Right. So let's move on to our next oh, yeah. topic here. Um, we've got, uh, we're going to talk a cup, uh, talk about a couple of the bigger games in week two, and then we'll do our full on picks. Um, but to kind of start uh, sort of one of the bigger uh, games of the weekend, we got chiefs uh, versus the Jaguars. Um, the chiefs are going to be three and a half point favorites. Right now, it looks like Kelsey is hopeful for a return in week two. And, you know, based off of how the offense functioned last week, you would hope um, that he'd be back if you're a Kansas City fan. The Jaguars coming off of a win, obviously, uh, against the Colts. Uh, not anything spectacular, but they did get the job done in the fourth quarter after being entering the fourth quarter down. They ended up scoring two touchdowns and winning that game fairly easily. Um, so... I don't know. Um, I guess I can kind of start uh, with how I feel about this game. I I'll highlight some of the, the ideas um, or some of my thoughts of uh, the Jags-Colts game. So I I want to say that a lot of the offenses were rusty this week, right? It's week one. These guys aren't even playing in the preseason anymore. So these things happen. And Kansas City was the same. They weren't great on third down. But the Jags were three for 12 on third down. Um, which is a little bit concerning. The Calvin Ridley versus uh, uh, you know, Ca Ca Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence connection actually looked pretty good. I liked some flashes that I saw of that, but generally just they weren't efficient. Um, 
you know, part of the reason that they won that game was the Colts were two for 12 on third down. So they were actually worse. Um, and also, I'm not exactly sure what's going on in Indianapolis, but Richardson had his rookie start and he like threw 45 times. He was the leading passer and the leading rusher on the team. Clearly, because Jonathan Taylor's not around, they're not getting that, you know, run production. So it felt like the Colts were really out of sorts all over the place. And so I'm not super high on the Jags, especially because they were down going in the fourth quarter of that game. On the Chiefs side, you know, obviously I'm concerned about, um, you know, the strength of the team is supposed to be the offense. You have the best quarterback by far in the league. And he played great. Problem was he was under quite a bit of pressure and his receivers did not catch a lot of passes, right? Even the ones Mm -hmm. that were on the money, um, they just just went through the hands, right? Lots of drops, lots of mistakes like that. I will say that if you look at the next-gen stats of Patrick Mahomes' passes, he's not going to the outside or he was not going to the outside of the field in that game, um, you know, uh, against the lions. Now, maybe because the Lions secondary is that locked down. I don't think so. I think it's probably <laughs> that these receivers are not getting separation on the outside. He was doing a lot of his work kind of underneath and in the crossers. If it was deep, not the same exact offense we've seen from Kansas city, but I'm hoping that they'll bounce back, especially if Chris Jones and Kelsey plays, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking the Chiefs in this one. What do you got, Jack? Yeah, well, well, pretty pretty similar to the stuff you were saying. Stuff I want to highlight are I I saw just today Kelsey and Chris Jones are both in practice. Like I both had practicing. Of course, yeah, like you said, Kelsey's hopeful. I could still see I, I could still see an argument sitting him out or not sitting him out. But if if he can play, right, have him play, but don't necessarily start him if that makes sense. I mean, or I don't know how technicalities start him technically. I don't care. But like, have him have him still sort of play a pseudo backup tight end role in the sense of maybe limited mm-hmm. sense, just from that season longevity standpoint. Chiefs are making the playoffs. I, I don't think this team's going to collapse enough, even with the question marks at depth, the question marks on offensive depth, as in outside of Kelsey and Mahomes. Who who else is on that offense? Uh, outside of that that question, I think even with that, you're they're they're going to make the playoffs. Um, so for me, that's. That that I I would want to take a slow there, to, to the Jaguars and 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 you were you were also hammering on this where you know it's like you're reading my mind. The Jags needed that late game fourth quarter surge, needed that late game fourth quarter surge in order to like win against a Colts team without Jonathan Taylor. Um, I thought Anthony Richardson played reasonably well, especially the, like the start of the game and so on. I thought it was interesting. I know I, I had a take about he'd be the best of the rookie quarterbacks. Well, Week one, we'll have to see. But, yeah, even with him, th- that Colts team's the team that was a uh, fourth, like not the opposite of fourth, 28th in the league last year. They had the fourth pick. This is a, a bad team, and you're playing against a rookie quarterback in his first ever NFL start. And, and, and they needed a fourth quarter magical surge just to win. Um, yeah. Which... I mean, isn't it isn't something I don't think you're going to get against the Chiefs, even with question marks. Um, so for me, I'm I'm also taking the Chiefs, as long as I I don't think I I don't think I made the I I'm, I can't pull up the my picks right now. I'm having I'm struggling here technically, but I don't think I was crazy enough to take the Jaguars because I would definitely take the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. In the in this game. Right. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is uh, that I have here from my notes is you know, I think that 
the Jags, you know, part of the issues that Mahomes had was he was under a, quite a bit of a pressure from the Lions defensive line. Mm-hmm. And I think that that Lions defense might actually end up being, I mean, I know that they were one of the worst last years, but they actually might end up being reasonable and maybe respectable this year. Um, and so I, I whereas yeah, Aiden the, Hutchinson the, is great, you know, right. Now the Jags, yeah. you know, obviously, um, you know, there is some talent on that line, but I, I don't think that their defensive line is going to be as good as the Lions. Although um, they, they do have the best Josh Allen in the league, potentially. Oh, yeah. They do have Josh Allen. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, but yeah, I, I, and, I but don't, yeah and, I, right. and I don't think that their secondary is as good as the Lions either. So you would hope that the Chiefs offense would be able to do a little bit better. I will say the Chiefs defense... I mean, it's not fantastic. I know it held the Lions to 21 or something like that. But I could see good. this one maybe possibly being a little bit more high scored, you'd hope, especially with the offenses having a week under their belt. And if that's the case, it's 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 now easy to have concerns about the Chiefs offense, right? If w- people like to say, oh, if, you know, even if the Chiefs had uh, high schoolers playing defense, we're okay because Mahomes could score 45 <laughs> easy. Well, we didn't see that, right? We didn't see that. He, you know, it's not like he was uh, as much under as much pressure as when he was in the Super Bowl against the Bucks, but he was under some pressure. And even when he wasn't and he hit his guys, they dropped them, right? And it's a team sport, yeah. right? This is an 11 man roster, you know, it's an 11 man offense. It's, it can't be just Mahomes. So there, I do see some concerns there. And I understand why people might like, like to take the, the Jags. It's only three and a half, and uh, Chiefs are at home. So I think, right? That's surprising. Yeah. Either way, if Chiefs are at home, generally you would think that you, they get a field goal anyway. So is this a pick them? If they're away, then ignore what I'm saying. Chiefs, but, uh, Chiefs are away. At least okay, according Chiefs to are, you. According, okay, according yeah, to you, yeah, so, Chiefs are away. Yeah, so Chiefs are Chiefs are away, so go. never mind that. But still, That's, yeah. only three and a half. Yeah. You know, I guess it would be six and a half if whatever, But if you believe in that field goal thing. But – I don't know. It's. <laughs> I could see. I, I. It wouldn't be crazy if the Jags won this game, except crazy. for the fact that the Chiefs would have to start zero and two, which I don't remember the last time that that happened. <laughs> so, any other thoughts, Jack? No, no. Pretty much, you pretty much covered all the bases. Yeah, I mean, I would say Jags could. I mean, hey, this is Jags. They beat the Chargers last year in the playoffs. This is a, this is a playoff game winning Jags team. Uh, <laughs> although yeah, that, that being was said, you know the Chargers. Against the Chargers. So. So, so so there you go, right at the window. Yes, yeah, so let's get into another uh, big matchup from week two. We've got the Ravens at Cincinnati. Um, so obviously Cincinnati coming off of a tough loss to the Browns um, and the Ravens uh, taking care of business against the Texans. Bengals are three and a half favorites despite the week one results. Uh, Jack, who do you think is going to be uh, you know, coming out victorious in this AFC North rivalry game. Now, I think I have not checked, and what I maybe should have checked is—is is this sort of you know, especially in this division, the inner team rivalries? That's one thing I missed last week. You were very right about is how the Browns have the Bengals number. Yeah, uh, so I did check on that. I I will say that the the Bengals have won four or five of the last uh, six, but before that, the Ravens had won like five in a row. Uh, so that was kind of okay. before Joe Burrow got there. Okay, so I'm gonna say rel- I, 
I'm going to call that neutral. I'm going to call that neutral uh, in, in terms of that team rivalry, you know, sort of sort of aspect. Um, well, in this game, I I'm going to take the Bengals, okay, and I'm I'm going to take them for a couple a couple of reasons. I like the Bengals here, and I, reason one is going to be the most generic sort of reasoning I can do. So I'm starting with it to get out of the way, and that's that sort of surely the Bengals will. You know, sure, surely the Bengals will bounce back. You know, of course, mm-hmm. happened last season. Last season, you know, Burrow played very poorly through like four or five picks uh, against the Steelers. Surely, of course, the caveat is that that was a much closer game than the game against the Browns. Um, but still, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, surely they'll do better. This is still a team it was in the AFC Championship game last year that was in the Super Bowl the year before that. I don't think they're going to magically forget how to play football, um, even if even if they made it seem like that last Sunday. <laughs> Um, so, so that's, that's aspect. For me, that's the Bengals aspect. I think they're going to bounce back the more just having time to play, having the, oh, geez, guys, we have to actually study, uh, you know, you know, sort of (laughs) moment, uh, losing to the Browns like that. I think I, I have enough faith they'll they'll be motivated enough by that. Uh, to talk about the Ravens though, um, because, because I think that's more interesting to talk about here. I think that they were playing, the second worst team in the league last year, uh, the team that that would have been worst, of course, they used the number two and the number three pick because they traded up to, to make some big additions who played decently. Uh, at least, um, but this even against this team, this Texans team, the Texans got gained more yards than them, two hundred sixty eight to two hundred sixty five yards. They gained, yeah, it was twenty five to nine, Ravens winning, but. You know, that's that's kind of surprising. This Ravens team, a team we're going to expect with Lamar Jackson at this crazy explosive offense, gained fewer yards. Um, gained fewer yards than the Houston Texans with a rookie quarterback. Uh, I don't even know who's on that offense. Uh, I, I'm struggling to think of it. But um, of my name is Damian Pierce. There you go. They're the, the running back. I can name him. Um, Texans team without very much offensive talent. I, I would have I would have wanted I mean it's it's tough because they won by so much right they won by so much so it's not a matter of like oh I would have wanted them to win by more they won by fourteen um, but this is the sort of thing if the Cowboys can score forty points on the Texans I mean Cowboys can score forty points on the Giants I'd expect this Ravens team to score that much on 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 a, on a worse team the Texans uh, and especially with a quarterback as explosive as Lamar against a team as bad as the Texans. Which may, may, maybe this is a testament the Texans aren't as bad. They're actually playing well. They gained. Look how many yards they gained. Look how many yards they held the Ravens to. But that's for me is concerning. Uh, how they weren't able mm-hmm. to put up more of a performance against. Yes, they won by a bunch, but more of a performance against the Texans. That's it for me. To you, Jared. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm Poor gonna go ahead. This, I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with you on this one. Um, although I do think it's gonna be close. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Ravens. Sort of. A um, couple of different reasons here. First off, uh, you look at how Cincinnati performed offensively against the Browns. I would argue that the Ravens are going to be are a better defense, right? Certainly a better secondary than the Browns. Um, and with the Bengals offensively, you know, whether they can run or not, they don't commit to the run. Right. So whether Joe Mixon's sure. there, I understand that J.K. Dobbins is out and that's going to hurt the Ravens run game. But the Cincinnati won't even call runs. Right. So <laughs> we're supposed to take that. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm concerned about it. Right. If uh, Joe Burrow continues to just chuck balls up, maybe in the rain, maybe not against the good secondary, 
you know, I think that picks are going to happen. I don't, and I, and I, and I don't think that that's going to be effective for that offense. Here's the thing. I agree with you about the Ravens offense, right? Since the MVP season for Lamar in 2019, I don't, I've never really seen the same Lamar on the field when he's been on the field, he's been hurt uh, the, the end of the last two seasons. Right. Um, and so I also have my concerns about, you know, uh, him throwing the ball and him even running the ball. I believe that he was the lead rusher um, in the last game, but it was only like 40 or 50 yards. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's having those 100-yard performances like he was having in his MVP season as well as, you know, uh, passing the ball effectively. We didn't see that uh, in week one. And frankly, I, I can't remember the last incredible Lamar game that, you know, in the last two years, right? Part of this is injuries. So, you know, I think this is going to be a slog of a game. It's going to be a classic AFC North game where you have both teams kind of uh, being gritty. There's probably going to be some turnovers. The defense is going to be playing good, some three and outs. Um, so really comes down to, for me, coaching, right? I'm going to go ahead and take Harbaugh over Zach Taylor. I think that he's going to hopefully have his coaching staff and his players um, have a better game plan than whatever's going on in Cincinnati. It's hard to have faith in that coaching staff uh, based off of especially even just week one, right? Um, and so I'm going to take Harbaugh on this one, but I understand uh, – I think it's going to be close, right? So I would take it in like a 24-23 game or something like that. And may, they might not even score that much because <laughs> I, I think that the, the weaknesses here are um, – are definitely the offenses. Um, and it shouldn't mm. be because both these guys got max contracts, like we were saying in the last segment. Um, <laughs> and yet it just seems like there's never enough, you know, they can't uh, seem to get it done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would say I I think that's a pretty good analysis. I would also agree, agree I think it's going to be close. I think the coaching factor is a great point to bring up. That's that's something I wasn't thinking a lot about that, especially in a game I think is going to be close, going to be close. The Ravens coaching, uh, I, w- I would give a pretty big benefit to over at least, at least, I mean, I, I know I think there's complaints. People have complaints about the Ravens offensive offense coaching, but, but still overall, I would say Ravens coaching. I like more than the Bengals coaching. Um, and yeah, I mean, it is like, like, that's why I was, I was being not facetious, but I was being beat being kind of kind of tongue in cheek about it with the rate. Surely the Bengals will, will just do better this, this week. Because I think I think they will. That's why I called them. But it also I also recognize this is like a almost like a leap of faith I'm taking. Like, oh well well, this happened last season. So surely it will happen again this season. Like I, I recognize that aspect of it isn't fully rational. It is kind of like oh, it happened last season. Um, well and, and, and good teams generally I mean, I know you're saying season wide they start slow, but I mean it's still week two, they could still be slow. But yeah, that's true. good good teams, they generally bounce back from bad games like that, right? That's sort of like a hallmark mm-hmm. of a team saying, oh, we just got our asses kicked, right? Okay, let's go and, hey. you know, let's let's go and get a win, right? Let's show them that, you know, that's not the team that we are. Yeah. That's why, you know, some people might be heavily taking the Giants this week. We'll see. Um, it's like, a, you know, it's like Bill Belichick used to say, we're on to Cincinnati, you know? Right. Right, we just moved on. White, burn the tape. I will say, yeah. week five last week, Lamar Jackson was healthy, um, and uh, and they, when they played Cincinnati the first time, 
Um, and the Ravens did win in a in a low scoring, uh, kind of more defensive I remember game. Remember that, yeah. Um, and then later in the yeah. season, they played in the last game of the regular season. Lamar wasn't playing; they were playing like sec- third string guy. And then yeah, they they came close the next, to winning in the playoffs, right? In, the very in, next in the week, playoffs it was close. Yeah, yeah. The very next week, they played a close game in the playoffs. So I think that these teams are actually closer than you would expect. Despite yeah. Cincinnati having a lot more success in the last couple of years, so um, we true. can switch gears a little bit to uh, sort of our final segment. We're gonna go through our picks from last week, just sort of see how we did, and then we're gonna go into our week, uh, our week two picks as well. So right up here, we've got uh, our graphics guy put together this beautiful um, uh, graphic of the games from week one. Um, and then showing whether our picks were correct or not. Jack went 11 and five, pretty good. Although we took them straight up, so you would hope that, you know, you'd hope that yeah, we yeah, do all right. <laughs> yeah, 11 and five is, I think, a respectable score, um, straight up. I went nine and seven, as you can see, quite a bit of red on this one. I want to highlight that, uh, you know, I originally wanted to take the Saints in the Saints Titans game, and I ended up coming off of that pick. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. I, I ended up at at the last minute switching. Um, (laughs) but obviously you had the upsets that no one really saw coming like the Vikings losing and Seattle losing to the Rams. Um, but then, you know, Jack just really did better than me. You know, he picked the jets on the Monday night game. He took San Fran where I wanted to take the Steelers. Um, and he took the lions as well. Um, so whereas I took the chiefs, so, um, Kind of a tough start, but you know we're both above five hundred. I mean, you'd hope that yeah. you know if we're if we're picking them straight up. What do you think, Jack? Anything you have to add here? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking on. I'm looking to end the season under five hundred. That that would be really humorous. But but yeah, I mean, I think I think big yeah big reasons I I think for this is is yeah taking Sanford over the Steelers. Don't you know you, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be hate, hating on that Steelers take of yours all season long. Oh jeez. Uh, but I think. I think the Jets, the Jets pick working out is 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 you know just one of those moments where you, where you feel really good about it. I forgot I picked them. <laughs> and uh, so here we got uh, after some technical difficulties, we've pulled up our seven ten sports week two picks. Um, so we've got all the games as well as uh, you know we've got Jack and Jared up there uh, so that you can see. Frankly, a whole lot of the same picks this week. I think we're only differing on about four or five picks and actually i will say our graphics guy uh messed up the very first pick jack is taking the eagles this week um but our graphics guy clearly not doing a great job we're gonna have to email him about that um so so really it's only i think uh we obviously just talked about baltimore and cincinnati we disagree there um but wait a second no no wait a second we disagree on packers falcons as well the graphics guy. I'm taking the Falcons in that game. Oh man, the graphics guy. Good night, aren't I? What what an absolute mess. Um, so yeah, Jack, Jack's Jack's picks are so. just completely out of whack on here. So, uh, but yeah, what what do you got on the Falcons? Because you know you you seem to be you seem to be uh, what's hot. The, what's the, what's right the pulse? What's the pulse? I got my finger on. Yeah, pulse. I got my finger on in this game. Wait, wait, I was wrong. I did take the Packers. That's right. I forgot. It was, it, it was the segue from that segment. I'm taking the Packers, but I want to talk about it. Okay, that's, okay. that's what it was. I, Let's am hear it. I want to talk about it. And that is, 
I think the Fal- I would have called the Falcons against a lot of other teams. I'm calling the Packers. I think the Packers schematically and everything really match up well against the Falcons. And that's that I think the Packers have a lot of talent in that front seven and are going to be able to shut down the run game, which is how, and, and they're running backs, which was part of how the Falcons won last week against the Panthers. I know some analysts took the Panthers. Uh, I think this Falcons, and similarly, the Falcons front seven isn't great. They're not going to be able to shut down Aaron Jones and the other running back whose name I'm forgetting, who's also pretty good for the Packers. I don't think they're going to be able to contain the Packers. Like, I think I like a lot of what the Falcons have, but I think the Packers are like the night are like the matchup from hell for them. I think mm-hmm. just in how where the Packers' strengths are, where the Falcons' strengths are, how they match up. I I think so. I'm calling the Packers, but I think that I think that it's a matchup thing. I think it's not just the Falcons not being good. There you go. I know yeah, weird, I weird hill that, to uh, die on talking about it. I but. underestimated the Falcons' run game, and I think that that is a something that is a dying breed is like having committing to the run. Right. Um, but my thing with it is if you need to pass, can you pass? Um, and that's my biggest concern mm. there for Atlanta. Also, yeah. I, I said, Dallas you concern. know, I, I like green Bay to win that division over the lions. Um, I, you know, I, I predicted that and I'll tell you what, that week one felt pretty good. Uh, cause it's, they, they looked, they looked very yeah. excellent. I know it was against the bears, but, uh, they looked very good, so I'm happy with that. Uh, let's go to you. Got, you got Giants in the bounce back game. What are, what are we thinking there? I got the Giants in the bounce back game. I mean, that is the the Cardinals played above their pay grade. I would say against the Commanders, you know, we were expecting them to really roll over. Uh, but I think the Giants will bounce back a little bit. Do not think they're going to be good. Don't think they'll look good either. But I think the Cardinals <laughs> will 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 be pretty bad, and I, and I think the Giants will just be that little bit better. You know, I mean, unless I mean, I could also see them being totally mentally destroyed after Sunday night's game. But I think I think they're going to have a little bit of a bounce back with the good coaching uh, with with Coach Dayball. And yeah, I will say, I mean, Arizona going into the season, I thought that they could easily be uh, 0-17. But actually, they gave the commanders a, a shot. And I think the Giants will be worse than the commanders this year. So that's why I'm picking Arizona this week. Um, They're going to get a dub, and the Giants are going to be in full blow this up mode after this week. Um, So because I, you know, it won't be as bad as the Dallas game, but it's going to be it's going to be a loss. So I'll take that. Yeah, it's going to feel just as bad losing (laughs) the Cardinals. What what do we got here? You're going to go with the Commanders. Going with the Commanders. They they did not play up to snuff, I would say, against the Cardinals, but. You know, it's a take. It's a take I had before. I think I called them with the seven seed making the playoffs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ride that uh, at least until I see more to convince me otherwise. I think the team still has a lot of talent on it overall. I think Sam Howell. Uh, it's, it's gonna be tough for him because he's gonna be playing as a what I'm expecting to be a pretty good Broncos defense uh, if it continues, c- continues from years past. Um, but I think he's gonna, he's gonna get to get to. Have some good practice this game, and but, but I think, I think this maybe is more about uh, being down on the Broncos, especially them losing to the Raiders. It's more more yeah. about that, I think, for me. You know, I did pick the Raiders last week, but I have to say, you know, it, it is still challenging to take the Broncos. I was just so flabbergasted by the Commanders' performance that I have a hard time picking them 
Um, mm-hmm. we, you know, Fair. even though they won, I felt like they lost. Um, and Denver could have easily, <laughs> uh, you know, beat the Raiders. So before we get into the big one, uh, as you being a Patriots fan, let's just quickly hit on. I'm going to listen. This is listen. The, these picks are close to what I was thinking going into the season. I actually thought the Lions could beat the Seahawks um, a couple of weeks ago looking into the season. So especially based off the performance of week one, I'm going to take the Lions, although I kind of wanted to take the Seahawks. This one, I would have for sure thought the Steelers would beat the Browns. Now week one would think, you know, would make you think the opposite, but I'm going to have faith that a well-run team, a team that has not been under 500 ever uh, with Mike Tomlin is going to get a, a W here, especially because, you know, I mean, the Browns didn't look fantastic. They, you know, they look good uh, defensively, but Deshaun Watson didn't look uh, great. Obviously, the Steelers had all sorts of problems, but I don't think they're going to have the same sort of problems um, with the Browns offense as they did with the 49ers. So I'm taking the Steelers there. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns here because I think they played pretty well on defense uh, against the Bengals. Of course, part of that, I think, is also the Bengals, like like the, the fault of the Bengals team. Uh, overall, but but I I, I liked what I saw on defense and with the run game. Of course, uh, Nick, Nick Chubb has been great for a while, um, and I'm going to take that part of this is more Steelers doubt. I know I know that's that's a, maybe might be a common trend through a lot of my takes throughout this episode, um, and that is that I'm I'm the Steelers really did not put on a good performance against the 49ers. Yes, I'm hot in the 49ers. 49ers was hot in them last season, hot in them now. Of course, of course, I got to take that into consideration. But they still do not look good uh, offensively. And I'm, I'm going to say some of those struggles are going to continue this week. Um, and, and I think I think at some point – I don't know if Deshaun Watson's had a single good game yet. At some, at some point, he's due for one. <laughs> you know, you know, you know no, one, no one deserves it more uh, than Deshaun Watson. At some point, he's got to have a good game. At some point um, – Yeah, like, maybe. Because like like, they traded three first-round picks, paid him a quarter million – quarter Sorry quarter billion dollars guaranteed guaranteed still i think even more guaranteed than joe burrow and so on i think i actually don't know if that's true but um they paid him a, a ton of money trade a bunch of picks at some point he's got to do something and i think a steelers team coming off a tough loss isn't the worst target for that to happen more that divisional rivalry stuff that being said i don't know if there's some wacky matchup aspect to this i'm not aware of but i'm I, i'm gonna ride with the browns Fair enough. And I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, um, you know, for, you know, Miami to be taking the W against the Patriots. Obviously, you'd think the Patriots defense is going to be a little bit better than the Chargers. But um, especially with the way that the Patriots offense finished the game against the Eagles, um, it's hard to hard to take the Patriots. I got Miami definitely in that game. Let's hear what a Pat's Homer has to say. It's a great Great way to put it. Uh, I think here we go. Let me let me check if I got names there. Um, yeah, I mean for me, there's two two big aspects to this. For, first of all, I'm, I'm gonna get the more subjective analysis out of the way first, and that's gonna be the <laughs> that that's gonna be the you know you, you know the sort of Homer sort of you know sort of oh fan takes any anything. I, I'm that stuff, but also the Dolphins like that might have been the best game of Tua's career sort of thing. Uh, I don't think lightning strikes twice uh, in the same place. I don't think I don't think it's going to be quite the same crazy performance as he had last year. I think just even forgetting who it's who it's against, put put him against I don't know the Giants. Put him against the Giants. I I don't think you're getting a performance like that again. 
even if you find a, a defense worse than the Chargers. Don't think it's happening quite like that again. Um, at least I'm not ever. I mean, like, you know, two weeks in a row. Not back-to-back. Um, that, that, yeah, back-to-back. That's one aspect of it. I think similarly, uh, to get to the actual, to the matchup, I think the Patriots, even last year, played the Dolphins closer closer than you think. I know. I think they went one-on-one last year. One of those games, of course, being without two of the games, Patriots won, I believe. So without two, it was against someone else, Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater, whoever it was. Uh, but even the other game, early in the season, Patriots lost that game, but that was in Miami. This game's not going to be in Miami. It's going to be in Foxborough. Uh, sneak preview of the weather. Uh, Hurricane Hurricane Lee is going to not not gonna get far, far enough in to affect too much there, but but it's it's going to have rained and wind rain very windy on Saturday Saturday night. So on, yes, this is a Sunday night game that won't affect it, but it's not gonna be warm. It's not gonna be no no Miami sunny heat, whatever that thirty degree difference between the home and away benches on that game. Patriots always lose in Miami, but guess what? We're not in Miami, so I think the home field advantage is even bigger in this game than it is. In, in many other in many other situations, or maybe the home, the difference between being home at versus away, I should phrase it that way. Um, that that's one aspect, and the second aspect, this Patriots secondary and defense as a whole, I think is miles better than the Chargers. Even if we want to say Chargers Patriots are on the same level, I think Patriots are better. Even if we let's say they're at the same level, let's say the Patriots are a bottom ten team, like like many analysts. Are, are putting them at and i'm not i don't mean you i know i often say, say that like talking about you no like many people have put them bottom 10 sort of bottom bot certainly bottom half bottom 12 uh but i don't think anyone's going to call their defense bottom 12 this is this is a going to be a very good defense i think compared to a terrible and historically terrible chargers defense with bad coaching so i think for some of those aspects for me really push the push the pages up and the second maybe more important aspect is Vic Fangio, Broncos defensive coordinator. He's a big secondary defense guy. And they played well, relatively well in secondary against the Chargers. Uh, but the run defense, which is going to be the Patriots' bread and butter this game, like like that, that, that I think that that's just a good matchup for the Patriots offensively. If there's one thing I think this team can do, and I have faith that they can do, it's going to be run the ball. I think they'll be able to run the ball decently and in general, but especially against the Dolphins. I'll be curious to see if they have their two starting guards out, both of their starting guards were out last week. Uh, Mike on, on, on Quenu, I think it's pronounced, you know, one, one of the maybe top five Patriots players on the team was out last week, as well as Cole Strange, the rookie last week. Both guards are out. And that's obviously important in general, but important for the run game. I think if either of them are in, that will be very big uh, for the run game, especially. And I think, I think it's going to be close, but I, I'm going to take the Patriots maybe Maybe a, a twenty four to twenty three, a twenty seven to twenty four, some, something in that range. Maybe, maybe less seventeen to twenty. Yeah, seventeen. I like that. Seventeen to twenty. That's what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, if I had to put a score on it, I'm gonna probably say thirty one to twenty four. That might be generous. Maybe maybe thirty one to seventeen. Um, Pat, Pats I, are not scoring more than twenty points. Mark my words. They might score twenty. They're not scoring worse. So you want to call it? Call it? Call it thirty-one to, to 17. 31 to seventeen. Yeah, I want to call. It the, listen, I don't have faith this in this team. I, you I'm know, not calling I, them to win, and I don't I'm have pushing, faith in they'll score more. I'm than pushing 20. back on you because this is one of those classic intersections of you've got a dolphin doubter, okay, with a Patriots homer, and this is the game where it's intersecting, right? And now you think you can say, 
oh well, the Patriots always lose in Miami. Guess what? It's in it, you know it's in New England, right? Yeah, it is. And I I did to say you made some interesting points about the Miami offense and weather, right? And because I do have concerns long term about this offense, um, but it's not going to be even if it's raining. I guess that could be a concern, but you know, besides, it's not like it's going to be freezing in Foxborough uh this weekend right so it's not like you know the actual matchup may actually play better for miami because they don't have to go to foxborough when it's super cold in the winter and they get to play in miami where it's going to be milder so it actually could be advantageous for them but um the other thing is you say like you don't believe Tua can do this performance again it's like you didn't watch last year Tua picked up right where he left off post uh or pre-concussion he had games like this with tyreek hill last year and it's the doubters who like to forget that he was looking like this already. And now he looks even better. Um, you know, so I, it's just an interesting combo we have here. Do I, <laughs> do I have to say it, Jared? Go to, ahead, say uh, it. Tur- turn the ball over. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Funniest, funniest nickname I've ever seen. But yeah, I, I think I'll tell you, but that's, I, we, we could go on this all day, but I think the Patriots' secondary is much improved over uh, to last year in drafting Christian Gonzalez, who played pretty well for the most part. Not perfect, but pretty well last week against good receivers. It's not like he had to go up against the Texans, whoever is on that receiving core. He went against the Eagles' receiving core uh, as his first game. I think that'll be big for shutting down Tyreek Hill. Of course, they also have Jalen Waddell. So it's a, it's a tough a tough thing to win, I'll, I'll hey, be honest. Listen, but, the thing is, one of us yeah. will be right. And we'll talk about it um, next week on 710 Sports. Yeah, if you haven't already, make sure you like and subscribe. We're doing Sunday reactions. This podcast might seem a little bit disjointed. We had some technical issues if you couldn't tell. So if you notice that, that's our bad. We're going to get those cleaned up. Um, But our Sunday reaction videos, uh, you know, you guys seem to really enjoy. So we're going to keep making sure that we pump those out so you get our thoughts immediately. Because, come on, you know, no one gives you more, you know, reasonable point-blank analysis than these two bozos. Am I right? No, um, no, one's, re- no one's analysis is more reasonable than mine. I, I'm talking about <laughs> the Patriots, you know. Yeah, Absolutely. We have to move past that faster so I can talk, actually talk rationally here. That's right. Well, so, you know, make sure that you definitely are following along uh, wherever you listen or watch and you're subscribed um, and that you, you know, you like and comment and everything like that. But other than that, we'll see you uh, next week on 710 Sports with Jack and Jared. Thanks for watching. See you later.